Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, to continue our celebration of Local Enterprise Week, my next guest has achieved growth with the Wexford-based family food business even during the pandemic. Nicholas Dunn, how did Killowan Farm navigate its way through the pandemic? Good morning, Carl, and uh, delighted to be on. Yeah, it, 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 it seems an age ago, and, and look, we've gone through an awful lot since then. It's, it's been, a, a, I suppose, a whirlwind uh, uh, two years, I suppose, nearly three years. And Nicholas, how did Killowan Farm navigate their way through the pandemic? Yeah, I suppose, Carl, I suppose initially there was a whole piece of fear and, and I suppose the first couple of days of the pandemic were a bit scary in the sense of our orders fell off uh, fell off the cliff and, and nothing really, really moved. And, and look, look, there's a lot of concerns around between, you know, even for our workforce here because we had vulnerable people as well working for us. But I think, look, after, after we're getting in a week or two into it, things just took off and look, retail... Uh, within all the supermarkets became incredibly busy um, and made up for maybe the loss that we would have made suffered in food service. The blessing for us in this is that, look, we've we've gained market share as regards that we've got an awful lot of branded product out there because the Cologne brand itself done extremely well in it and we've been able to maintain our, our a lot of our food service uh, business as well. Nicholas, one vivid memory that I have from the last time we spoke was that you were telling me at the time that Cologne yoghurt was now with Emirates, I believe, flying out of Dubai. So did you stick with that during the pandemic when they certainly went through their own levels of turbulence? I suppose we looked at at it from the point of view of, of, look, every customer to us is incredibly valuable. And what we've done was with a number of customers is, look, we, we, we stuck with them. During the whole pandemic, um, orders again fell off the cliff because look, there was very few planes uh, flying, and look, we not only like were we supplying um, um, Emirates Airline in in Dubai, we're also supplying a number of hotels and that in in Dubai and, and Abu Dhabi, and look, we went as far as Singapore and right out to Macau. So a lot of that business actually did die back, and the volume was actually very low, but actually. Um, we've probably taken a, f- a pretty hefty hit off it, but we've kept it in, and now it's back growing again. And, and um, every week our orders are back um, and, and growing. So it, the right decision was to, to hold it in there, but it was very difficult to do it. Now I'm aware that about 70% of your sales are got through supermarkets and the retail channel itself. Has that maintained? We've been able to grow the brand during the whole pan- pandemic because, like, uh, look at different times. There was there was different supply issues within the market, and and we've been lucky enough to be able to keep supply out there all the time. So we've an awful lot more people in the country now actually eating cologne than what was was were eating it pre-pandemic. Um, so that has really helped us to 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 um, grow the retail. So look, we're up. Our retail business is probably up about 20%, maybe 25%, almost up to 25% actually on 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 this time two years ago. So look, we're, we're, we're very happy the way that turned out. And, and look, I suppose look, the, the positive of the, the pandemic for us is that retail um, has grown and people have formed, formed habits. So we've not, there's not more yoghurt being sold in the supermarkets than what was ever sold before. Something that will come as a complete surprise to many of our listeners this morning is that 65 to 70% of the yoghurt sold in supermarkets in Ireland is imported. Yeah, we look at it here in Cologne is uh, we don't have any comp- competitors here in Ireland at all as such because <laughs> there's so much ground here uh, to be made up. But look, yeah, look, uh, the market has been dominated by 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 the Oplays, the Nones, and the Mullers uh, for years. They're the big big brands right across Europe, and no more than they are the big big brands here in Ireland. So look, uh, there's still huge potential here, and and you know for a, a, a very much a dairy country, uh, we're probably way underperforming in the yogurt sector. So yeah, look, it gives us great opportunity for growth in all areas, let it be retail, food service or business to business. 
And in terms of community spirit, I know that you're a strong community man out in Escorty, and you do say to this very day that the people of Wexford, ultimately without their support, the business would never have grown to the size that it currently is. Yeah, look, I suppose look, when we took when we took over uh, Cologne in, in in 2004, look, we it, it, it actually had stopped supplying, which like the basis of Cologne would have been an old it would have been uh, it grew out of Stanyside dairies, um, and very few people probably would remember that at this stage. But look, we took it over in in in, in 2004. And <clears throat> the only business that that we, we or the first business that we took on was 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 our local supermarkets and hotels and. Um, look, it, it, it was all down to the people of Wexford actually buying our product and, and having loyalty to locally produced product um, that got us to where we are. And Nicholas, I know that starting out, the County Enterprise Board were very supportive to Cologne Farm and since then, Board Bia and Enterprise Ireland have rode in behind them as well. During the pandemic, it didn't stop you from investing further in the business. Provide us with an insight into the project that you took on. Yeah, I suppose. Look, um, we we have been for years. We've been looking at, at bringing up our capacity, and 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 we've also looked at, at several cream cheese projects because we have an expertise in in, in cream cheese here that we never really exploited. So uh, at the at the start of the pandemic, um, we had decided we'd got planned permission here to extend the factory. So we have extended it. We've <laughs> during the whole pandemic, we um, we probably doubled over doubled the size of our, our footprint here, and so we've put in a lot of, a lot of uh, extra capacity in both producing cream cheese and producing yogurt. And that new product, cream cheese. How did you identify the niche in the market for that, and what research did you undertake before deciding on it? Yeah, look, it, it took a lot of research, Carl. Look, we spent about four years developing the product, um, and and um, so that was the first piece that we had. And that was to look at, uh, say, where the market was. There actually is no one in Ireland actually selling uh, or retailing uh, packs of cream cheese. So um, we're the only ones actually that are doing that. We put quite a bit of product out there at different times. People would have seen uh, our cream cheese product coming in and going out of the market, and that was where we were trialling to see what the potential was. Um, so we've put about about two years work into actually seeing how the market would receive it and so forth in the previous two years that of actually developing the product because uh, cream cheese is something that you have to sell with a reasonably long shelf life and we've got about 90 days on it through a process without adding any um, any type of uh, gums or preservatives which uh, cream cheese contains a lot of it. So we have a very natural product like our, our cologne product um, and that was the, that was the basis that we developed this product is that that we we needed to launch a, um, a cream cheese with no gums, no additives, no preservatives in it, and that's what we've been able to achieve through the process we had developed to do it. So um, look, we're looking forward to uh, pushing that product out now over the next couple of months. And on the topic of new product development, what else is on your product roadmap? Yeah, I so said, look, we have a lot. So we 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 we've product coming out. Um, look, we've creme fraiches and sour creams coming out over the next couple of months. We've we've um, a complete rebrand of people are going to see a, a different look and feel of, of of what a packaging is going to look like. Uh, that's coming out over the next uh, couple of months. Um, we we're looking at products such as uh, we've a nice uh, rice product developed. Um, we've different types of flavours for cream cheese developed here. Um, so look, we've a long um, we've a long list of products that we're going to list that we're going to launch in the next uh, year, year and a half. And are you finding that in terms of trends within the yogurt market today, people are looking for products with less sugar and lactose-free and plant-based? Yeah, look, and I suppose that we've looked at <laughs> we've looked at everything, uh, and the piece is look, it's 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 about keeping 
keeping everything as natural as possible. And, and, and the more natural the product is, the healthier the product is. And look, what we do is we've actually stripped back the whole process and, and looked at it and sort of said, right, okay, let's keep our sugar to a minimum. And that's what we've always tried to do is we've always had a low sugar, sugar product. And, and some, of our, some of our products would have slightly higher sugars in it, depending on, on, on as you go up the train of, you know, from, from sort of a breakfast yogurt into a more indulgent yogurt where you get a little bit more fat and a slight bit more sugar into it. But we are very conscious about what the trends are. Um, look, we've, we've, we have worked in the, and, and have researched in the non-dairy piece. And, and the problem with doing that is, is with, with yogurt, you're only dealing with milk and culture, a little bit of sugar and fruit. But the problem is when we go into, into the non-dairy side, we have about 20 different types of ingredients that we're putting in. And, and that's, that's why we're, we've shied away probably from developing a non-dairy, um, is that we just haven't, haven't come up. And maybe someday we will come up with, with, with where we can just use a few products to, to, to make a non-dairy yogurt. And Nicholas, how many staff have you got there now in Cologne Farming? Is there any issue in relation to staff recruitment and retention? Yeah, look, it's a huge. We we employ just over sixty people here on 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 site. Um, yeah, look, uh, the pandemic has brought brought huge challenges and and it's brought challenges in one in trying to recruit people and 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 and, and that. And then look, uh, people have a different way of uh, have during the pandemic uh, live slightly different and and their priorities have changed and. Um, that has made it more difficult to recruit people. So, yeah, look, we definitely are struggling. Um, but uh, that makes us then concentrate more on the people we have and providing uh, a better place to work more, uh, you know, and, and I suppose it, it comes into the piece that what we're looking at now is upskilling everyone and, 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 and getting them more involved in the business and, and giving them more skills and, and, and trying to hold on to, you know, fight the piece of, of, of that you have to, it's more important now that, that we provide a good working environment and be able to hold on to our employees and, and make them part and parcel of the business and, and, and make sure that they feel that they are part and parcel of it. And, and look, in the main, the vast majority of our employees are here for a, a long number of years. For many years, we would have looked with envy at places like West Cork in terms of their overall food hub. Has County Wexford now surpassed them at this stage, in your opinion? Yeah, no, I think we have. We like when we were starting out, we were incredibly envious of the West Cork because they just seem to have uh, have got it completely right. But look, I think we have, and and, and it's been probably the development through the Wexford Food family and so forth. And you just look at the large number of members that the, the Wexford Food family have. Um, you know, if you take Trudy's Kitchen or, or down, you know, you go to Zan's Cookhouse, O'Neill's Bacon, you know, if you start writing them down, you, you get 15, 20 food producers that weren't there 20 years ago. And, and um, all those food producers have become uh, all very successful in, in what they're doing. And, and um, look, it, it's, I'd be, I, I think Wexford is a fabulous place. Uh, at the moment for, for locally produced and, and it is going to build and build because they have been building over the last number of years and they're growing from strength to strength and look um, hopefully like Wexford is going to become a food hub uh, and it's, you know it, it's almost there and I think we're the envy of, of a number of, of different counties um, but I think it's, look, it's maintaining that and how do we maintain that and drive it forward is, is the next challenge that the Wexford food producers have to face And what do you think the solution to that is? keeping to what we've done up to now in, in the sense of, look, we've a very good enterprise board. Um, you know, we've had very good leader programs in the county driven by great people uh, and they have to deliver for food producers. So I think we need to keep pulling out of that. I think we need to also then go after like the Enterprise Ireland's and, and the board B isn't out there. And, and, and look, it's, it's a matter of probably sucking them dry of information. 
and of how we're going to be able to build this and keep it driving forward. So I think, it, it, look, it's a piece of it. It's all about training. It's all about uh, finding out, like, where the best markets are, where's the best places to sell our food or whatever, where it'll be best received. And um, it's just keeping that, that, that flow of information into the county so we can keep growing, growing from it. And Nicholas, finally, congratulations are in order. Cologne Farm has been named a winner of the Love yes. Ireland Food Brand Development Award for 2022 with a prize worth €150,000. What does this yeah. mean for you? Look, this has been something we've, we've targeted uh, for a long number of years um, and we're at the stage now of where we're just about to relaunch our brand. Um, so look, this, this is 150000 in advertising so we'll get on the side of buses and into big placards and so forth. So it's money that we would have never been able to afford to spend on our brand. Um, and now it's come into us in the form of, of, of this award. So look, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. It, it's... it's um, um, yeah, look, I think I'm, I'm thrilled to get bits for the company. I'm, I'm thrilled to bits for the uh, employees that made it happen here and the ones that make it happen every day. <clears throat> so, look, it's a huge piece. It's a huge piece for Cologne, but it's also a huge piece for the county itself that has got recognised uh, that there's some great companies coming out of it. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Nicholas Dunn from Cologne Farm, and I'd like to thank Nicholas for giving us a taste of the company's success. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.